This episode is brought to you by the generous patrons who supported us over at patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we want to give a big thank you to our patrons, Kate, Prostaskius, Leroy, Tiana, Jeremy, Jacob, Cheryl, Falangor, Spike, Chris, Konohamaru, Uyag, Starry, Red Dead Coquette, Logan, Punch and Potato, Jen Solo, Rajar, and Eric. Thank you again for helping us to put a little more inspiration out into the world. And now, onto the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another powerful episode of Inspiration Point. I'm Andrew. And I'm Adam Power. Yeah, you, you see what I did there? I said powerful because yeah. my power was out today, but it's back. So we but now it's back. <laughs> yeah. I thought that California was like a developed civilization. Man, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know nothing about nothing anymore. The, like, like. It, it was like mid afternoon. I'm sitting here, and my the lamp in my office starts yeah. turning off, turning on, turning off, turning on. I was like, "Oh, that's not good." And then everything goes, like, well, "Son of a gun!" Well, I'm glad that you're here now. I am too. I'm glad that the that the power came on enough for us to spread the uh, gospel of love. The gospel of love. That's the gospel of love. <laughs> yeah. That's right, man. Yeah, that's Amy right. Lewis in the news. That's right. Our unofficial. <laughs> man, we got so many unofficial well, sponsors. A lot, a lot. Yeah. If only one of them became actually official, that would be a game changer. That would be baby. a game changer because so, then there'd be a game. <laughs> there would be. There would be a game. That'd be oh, a game to goodness. play. It's like, hey, Nike just decided to give us a call and. uh well, oh, we're going to tell you right here, folks, we are going to sell out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I am ready to sell out. Maybe not Watsy level of selling out, but. Uh, oh, man. Like, I what a disaster even. that's been. They've been trying. They've been trying. They have. They're trying. I don't know if it's enough. I don't think it's I don't enough. Know what they're trying. Even something came out today. And they were like, yes, it did. We're going to do all the previous stuff is now irrevocable. And and, 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 and under Creative Commons. And under Creative Commons, was, right? Yeah. So that's good. But they are still doing a 1.2. Yep. In order, And to, they're to, still trying to uh, deauthorize 1.0A. And I just, yeah. you know, I look over at Defend the OGL and I'll tell you what. They say you can't please everyone all the time. All those people are in that channel. Like, <laughs> like, man, ain't nobody happy you can, with anything they're doing. You can you make can everyone disappoint. upset all the time. That is possible. Yes, you can. And boy, howdy. It, they are doing that with flying colors. It reminds me of that Fallout 4 meme. Like everyone disliked that. <laughs> Everyone disliked that. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I needed a good laugh. Yeah, you That's did. Funny. Um, oh man, it it's just it's freaking the news cycle 
for for the RPG hobby, which is a weird freaking thing to say. Right. But the news cycle right now for people who are who are significantly involved in the TTRPG hobby has been exhausting. Yeah. Like it's it takes a lot of effort to be pissed off about something yeah. for an extended amount of time. Although that is kind of like the the MO of the Twitterverse, right? It's just, it's just like professional outrage all the time. Oh, it is outrage on demand. On demand. Uh not even pay-per-view, on demand. You know? On demand. Uh the the instant this is problem why I, seems I, to get solved. I can't do find Twitter. a new one. I can't get on Twitter. I can't I can't stay on it. I'll even like try to like make a goal of, you know, I, for, for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to get on Twitter and I'm going to interact and stuff. I can't stand to be on there. Like it's, it's, uh, it's so negative. Right. And uh, this is coming from a guy that plays league of legends. <laughs> and that's saying, something. that's saying something, right? Like, Oh my God. I don't God. know. I don't have the energy for, for professional outrage. You know, I can't do it. Part of what I like about what we're doing is we're kind of doing the reverse of that. Yeah. Professional enrage. No, (laughs) that's not. How does this work? That's not. I don't know. It's the opposite of outrage. In love. In. Oh. We are so. That's nice. Think about that. In love with you. (gasps) I'm feeling it. You know. Our next unofficial sponsor, Al Green. We were we were we were chatting a bit before we hit the record button and I Andrew has been in the dumps a little bit yeah. recently and just you know questioning a lot of things and the meaning not of existence. Up, yeah. Why is there and, something rather than nothing? And I just <laughs> you know the little things. And then we hit the record button uh-huh. and within five minutes my mood is popping up. That's and I that's just want to say thank you for that. I yeah. really appreciate it. It means a lot. Absolutely, um, my dude. Absolutely. You know, yeah. if we if we don't exemplify what we're talking about, then what are we talking about? Um it's it's hard to exemplify what we talk about sometimes, man. But you it's, know what? It's super easy to be negative. But and you know what? Sometimes Sometimes you got to let sadness touch the orbs. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to let sadness touch your balls because when she, when she touches your balls, they turn blue. (laughs) I can't. Now I have to edit the, no, then they become your core memories, right? Oh, you're (sighs) Didn't you see the movie? She touches your balls and then they become core memories. Then you have a good cry so much. And then seven, you don't have to edit anything that no, we didn't say anything wrong. Okay. We didn't. Well, <laughs> I, for, I, I, I swore. <laughs> so, wow. That, that man, that, this has just been an emotional roller coaster for you tonight. I can't even. Okay. All right. Cause oh. if joy is the only one ever touching your balls, then you never, you, you never have, you know, uh, balance in your life right Mm. right it's like only having one ball rubbed all the time you know it's it's not gonna work now i'm gonna have to put (laughs) 
an explicit content thing on the <laughs> no, show. No, you don't. And- We're just talking about the movie Inside Out, starring Amy Poehler and Louis Black and a bunch of other people. Okay, Louis Black as the epitome of rage <laughs> is an inspired, it's inspired casting, casting choice. It really is. Freaking amazing. I want to point out, they never, you know... Actually, do they eventually let him touch the balls? Because you got to have oh red balls God. sometimes, I think. It's okay to be angry I, about stuff. My point is, my point is, Andrew, <laughs> it's good for you to get this stuff out, right? You got to say it all yeah. out. You got to have somebody saying, you know what? You're right. I understand how you're feeling. That sucks. Hmm. That sounds frustrating. Yeah. You know, and then to think about what where we're going to go next. We got to get those feelings out. And then we got to talk to somebody that cares about us. Yeah. Because Riley doesn't stay sad, right? Yeah. She has the cry. She deals with the grief. And then she goes back on with her life. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's living, my dude. That's, that's the power of love. It is. It is. It really is. It really is. Um, Man. Because what is, what is grief? You took that from love persevering. Oh my God. You took the that vision. from like being borderline profane <laughs> to being like to, <laughs> to, be to inspiring. being like freaking philosophical. <laughs> and I don't know how to process <laughs> what it's like. So I I'm just, just going to delete this conversational whiplash. I <laughs> now, now you understand how my students feel, right? Uh I mean, I now I think I probably understand how you feel talking to me on a regular basis. <laughs> Just the most erratic, like, mm. oh, we're over here now. Okay. I guess that's what we're doing. Right. Yeah. I this this is just my comeuppance is what yeah. it's what this is. Um you also need some time to paint, man. You need to just sit and paint for a while. I think that would be good for you. Oh my you. god. I haven't done that in ages. All right. I know. I'm like sitting here staring at this ogre that I've done like the base layer of paint for. I haven't done any highlights or shadows, nothing, right? No effects. Calling you. It's just calling you. He's just sitting there going, So we gotta paint today or are you gonna play video games again? Because they better know the video games again. (laughs) I'm going to you're we let I mean, let's be real. So, we going to paint today, or are you going to play Elden Ring again? Yeah. <laughs> again. That's what I said. said video the games. pissed off ogres. Right? <laughs> video games. That, uh, is there other video games? Um, I just recommended one to you in the, in the Patreon uh, Discord channel, which anyone else can check out by heading over to patreon.com slash inspiration point. By the um, way, Andrew might give you a game. That's how I discovered uh, Vampire Survivors. Oh, the most addicting game crack I've ever tried ever. Dude. Thanks for that. Dude, the mobile version, best free mobile game ever, hands down. That's right. Like, I mean, the value is insane. I don't mm-hmm. like you can opt in to watch an ad if you want to revive yourself or get some extra gold. But other than that, you literally get the same game you get on PC and you don't have to spend one red cent. It's I it doesn't make any sense and it's no a red cents, thing. no blue balls. Nope. 
neither one. That's all I'm going to say to respond to that comment. Cause <laughs> that's, you are baiting me and, <laughs> and I'm not going to fall for it this time. <laughs> I won't get fooled again. Uh, no. uh, oh, man. How's uh, <laughs> it go? Oh, uh, mm. so anyway, uh, let's talk about, uh, systems and why systems don't matter at all oh (laughs) oh you're hitting me hit me right in the field right right there man yeah absolutely i day by day yeah especially as another song like very good song Uh also by the way um working at nord we for the longest working for the man (laughs) this is never gonna end (laughs) every night and day But I never lost a minute <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> what about so, the way things about it been? That's the Bayou Barbarians. Oh, uh, see, this this is how we keep Leroy on the hook. That's that's uh, it's all for you, Leroy. I think you the show is for you now. <laughs> he, he's 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 earned it in his own he's special way. He's earned it. Um, working for Nord, we started or or at least when i when i came on board because i came on a little you know a few years after uh chris my my good pal slash the ceo of nord games mr chris haskins yeah um we had a had a heavy focus on making third-party stuff specifically targeting uh 5e fifth ed D D. Mm-hmm. um but when I came on, I threw together Spectacular Settlements, which longtime listeners may have heard us mention once or twice. I don't know. Once or twice. Um, once or twice. Uh, and that was with the exception of the interesting NPCs chapter in the book, completely system neutral. Um, and I believe that may have been our first truly like system neutral resource yeah. that we that that we made maybe yeah. with the exception I mean, of some it definitely strongly taxes. hints at yes. a particular system but you know it is i mean people that don't even play games are using it right yep you know that are just using it for writing i mean ultimately what you're doing is you're randomly generating ideas and then yep. you can take those ideas as they are and try to make it work or you can fiddle with it and change everything and exactly and that's great it's so here's and the, the thing. more like D and D Pathfinder fate doesn't matter. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. They're fun. I it's useful, right? Yes. But they are they are tools. I mean, D and D is like a hammer, right? Hammer's great. Hammer does lots of things, but there's lots of other tools. And there's problems that hammers don't fix. And and, and as we've seen recently, there are problems that hammers cause. Yeah. <laughs> And if you miss the mark, you might not nail it, um, you know, and you might uh, you might smash everything. You might destroy <laughs> your entire project. That's also a possibility. Your table is the same way, right? Your table. It doesn't matter. Mm. It does your GM. Is your GM passionate? Is your GM mm. interested in what they're doing? Are people excited to get what the, the GM has to offer? Is there a relationship of trust between them? Mm. Does do the players and the GM personally care about one another? These are the things that matter. These are yeah. the things that matter. We could we could play a game right now where I don't write down one rule 
and I roll a die and pretend like it even matters and then just riff, right? And and if I mean I, that's how I run games anyway. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew writes books. He didn't read them. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Wait, yes, I do. Yeah. What the hell? Well, you you read fiction. <laughs> I mean, uh, but anyway, if um, it, even if I did that, like if you believe that I have something interesting to say, that's what matters, right? And right. So. So I was watching uh, over the Christmas break. My my father always likes to watch The Hogfather. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you're not familiar with the The Hogfather, I know you are, but like for anyone out there, you know it's it, it's one of the Terry Pratchett novels, and Terry Pratchett created uh, a universe called Discworld. Yeah, um, which was basically a comedy fantasy, right? Yeah. So the, the first book I ever got exposed to in that series was was Mort. Um, it was basically like Death's Apprentice. OK, mm-hmm. and, and that was really interesting. And I and I got to know it while I was in France, ironically, not from a French person, but from an English person mm. um, who reminded me of my grandfather. And we, and we would talk and visit and he shared with me these books and he would lend them out to me and I would read them. And they were really good. But anyway, Hogfather is one of those things uh, that one of the stories. And and what's interesting about Hogfather is the the uh, holiday is a stand in for for Christmas. Right. Yeah. The Hogfather is basically Santa Claus. And the 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 fictional holiday is called Hog's Watch, which if you say it's fast, sounds like Hog's Watch, Hog's Wash. Right hogwash mm. which is to say what silliness nonsense. silliness nonsense untruth and the theme of that story is that everything um that is important to us is an illusion mm. the belief itself is the thing that matters right it it's the it, it doesn't matter if santa claus is real right it doesn't matter if if any of these characters are really real or if or if even concepts like justice and love and mercy if any of these things are real right what matters is that people believe in them it, you know and i say that as a as a as a card carrying atheist right and i will and i will tell I was gonna you, say i i like the direction you're going <laughs> yeah this don't, is don't get too excited andrew there's uh-huh. <laughs> but i will tell you that that I think that when when we choose to enter into a collective illusion together, we get somewhere where we could never get otherwise. Yeah, right? that is what a game is. A game is the magic circle, right? A game is the place where you and I enter into a pretended reality. And whether that pretended reality is something as complex as pretending to be orcs and elves that go on epic adventures and go through personal trials and changes all the way to pretending like scoring, like kicking a ball into a net matters. Mm. People go absolutely bananas. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at all the stuff with the World Cup. Yeah. And dude. And okay, if you're not. If it's not game time and you're sitting out there on the field alone and you kick a ball into a net, it doesn't matter. 
Nobody cares. But because we all enter into the pretended reality that during that time it matters, we believe it and therefore it does. Hmm. You know, if we the way we treat our money is the same way. Oh, yeah. Right. If if we believe in the dollar, so it is. Yeah. And thank goodness we do. Right. Why? Why do we even think gold is valuable? Because we think it is, right? Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's I mean, fulfilling. I mean, even and I am the last person to to get political, so I'm not trying to take this in, but you know, have heavily in that direction. <laughs> but I mean, you even look at what happened with our with our previous president. Mm-hmm. You start seeing, you know, some big actors in in our world who decide that maybe they just are going to act like the rules don't apply to them. Right. And and all of a sudden that creates some major changes and it shakes some things up when somebody decides that they are not going to participate in what everybody thought we were agreeing to agree upon. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. That that shared agreement. They you might call it a social, social contract. contract. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and so the breaking of the social contract. I mean, to be fair, he I'm sure he didn't even know what the rule of law even was. Right. But if we don't. And, and that's another concept. Right. That's another yep. sacred non-existent concept. Law. The, yeah. the rule of law, which is to say that even a king must obey the law. Yeah. Right. Something that we, we don't achieve, but that we strive for. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the law is not always equally applied, but that is our goal. Right. That's right. What, that's what we ultimately want. So you sit down at a table with with people. You've got to enter into that pretended reality. You you decide you are in that cyberpunk universe and you you owe it to the social contract of that table to commit to that idea. Mm. You 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 be the best elf you can be. Hmm. Put, put down the distractions. Put down your phone. Commit to the moment. Listen to the GM. Listen to the players. Pay attention to the cool things that other people are doing. It won't matter what the math rocks in your hand do if you do that. Mm. Now, now the dice give us a sense of drama. They give us a sense of of importance. They also give us a sense of fairness. They do. They you do. know some impartiality. But even yes. that impartiality must be interpreted by the GM. And if you do not trust the GM, you're going to have hurt feelings. You're going yep, to have resentment. True. Right. Mm. And and I say this as a person who doesn't always get it right. Mm. And I try if you think I have done it wrong, I just want you to know that I did it my best. I tried. Yeah. Right. I think that by and large, players tend to trust me. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I I, I lose players sometimes. Sometimes we just don't mesh. Right. Yep. And that and that can happen. But by and large, I tend to be pretty successful mm-hmm. because because I commit to the bit. You definitely do. And so what is this all to say? This is all to say that the secret ingredient is love. Once again, it really is. You care about those people. You care about that game. You care about that world. The math rocks are fun, but Mm. they are secondary. We can, we can can make them say and do all sorts of things. And there are things that nobody owns. Like is high number good or low number good. Nobody owns that concept. 
Yep. Right. Is what are we measuring strength or attack value? You decide Hmm. if you want to play Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition, play it. It's great. It's a great game. Hmm. If you want to change all the rules, change them. If you want to play a Pathfinder, bless you. Yep. You want to play Fate? Awesome. You know, but your game is not going to be good if you don't understand these principles. If you get Hmm. up there and do your song and dance, even if you work hard at it and you don't bring those players into it and you don't give them a sense of agency and you don't listen to them, in the long run, you will lose them. If you're unwilling to take in criticism if you begin to be uh seduced by your own hubris Mm. you will commit sins and nobody will tell you because they don't trust you enough to tell you but you'll start Mm. to notice that your table grows more and more empty Mm. so man you'll find that your own motivation begins to wane so yeah that'll definitely happen so what do you think andrew (laughs) i was gonna say like goodness um, I mean, it's really, it's a fascinating thing to think about the, just the idea, you know, when, if you just kind of sit there in the quiet and you really just allow your brain to really try to, you know, curl itself around the idea mm-hmm. that, that belief in something can, can in a lot of ways supersede whether it whether what you are choosing to believe in is or is not quote unquote real mm-hmm. you know it's 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 like it's like the the i the difference between uh reality and truth mm-hmm. and um you know you hear a lot of people talk about um you know f- frankly people that i disagree with um saying you know treating fiction like fiction doesn't doesn't matter because it's not real because it <laughs> marvel is not re- cinema because <laughs> it because it didn't really happen right and you know i i've even run into that with my dad a mm. lot of times you know he, yeah, sure. he really likes watching movies that are you know true stories and things like that and right and it's and what gets me too is that it's it's a very easy thing to understand why mm. someone would say that it's like oh you know if it's real that's the stuff that matters because it's real like because it's almost it's like self-validating but right yeah you look at something at things like fiction and what those let us explore and the ideas that can come from it you look at things like like lord of the rings and harry potter and you know game of thrones and star you know, for wars me, Star Wars. Oh my God. Yeah. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. For, for me recently, it's been the Dresden Files right. and, um, you know, all kinds of endless other series of books, movies, TV shows that are clearly not true. Some of them are, re- or I should say, clearly not real. See, yes. Exactly. I got tripped up on my own thing. And because they still tell you the truth, right? Yeah. You're still talking about themes that are true. You're talking about things like love and dedication and hatred. Stories have lessons. They ring with truths. Right. There you go. You know, and um, and it's it really is fascinating to to think about, um, you know, I some spoilers for uh 
for Song of Ice and Fire and Game of Thrones. When when you're reading in the books, one of the big themes in the movies is this I uh is how the stories take a look at the idea of knighthood and chivalry and the idea of what a knight is air quotes supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you look at this ideal of, you know, they they're supposed to defend the weak and the, the helpless. They're supposed to uphold good. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be champions of decency. They're mm-hmm. supposed to, you know, they're, they're defenders of the social illusion. Yeah. And the and the series also goes to great lengths to show you that there are one hell of a lot of knights who are extremely flawed, who are very human. Some of them who are extremely broken. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest examples of this is the hound. Mm hmm. Sandor Clegane Mm -hmm. and Sandor Clegane is an incredibly jaded individual and his brother is a knight and he is one of the most incredible monsters (laughs) that you've ever seen. He's this behemoth of of a knight. He's he is literally gigantic. He's like over eight feet tall, you know, huge, terrifying guy who is almost like just a mindless war machine. Yeah. Um, and he's, and he doesn't have any qualms about doing anything he's told to do. No, he's, he's just brutal through and through. Mm-hmm. And Sandor looks at knights and he despises them because mm-hmm. of be because of the hypocrisy of the idea and just going like, you guys were supposed to be this. You know, you're supposed to hold up this ideal. You profess all these things. Most knights even swear an oath to to uphold these ideals. And then you turn around and you see him and doing all these despicable things or letting letting the idea down and letting everyone down by doing so. And a lot of people will um, will kind of, you know, readers will sort of pat Sandor on the back for that and go yeah he he freaking gets it you know mm-hmm. he he's he's wise to the game mm-hmm. and but when you look at it more deeply you also see that there's an incredibly huge flaw that that hurts sandor himself because you you look at his heart and it is cold it's 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 a very um it's so jaded and you look at you know what does the the lack of belief and what does the rejection of the ideal actually gain him hmm. it doesn't really gain him anything mm-hmm. and in fact if you think about it you look at what that does to a single man who decides to go, you know what? This is all BS. Mm-hmm. I want nothing to do with it. And frankly, I reject the whole idea. And I'm going to live my life as if mm-hmm. all these ideals that you guys have are just freaking nonsense. That doesn't freaking matter. Mm-hmm. And and you think about what would society look like if everybody decided to think that way? Mm-hmm. And it would be 
it would be nightmarish. Mm-hmm. You, and and it doesn't take much to go from that to to realize like the the idea that that love and friendship and helping people and being good to one another even though these lofty ideals of things like chivalry and all that stuff a lot of it can sound very highfalutin and kind of like you know who could possibly live up to that that's not actually the point the point is trying the point Mm -hmm. is believing that that stuff is worth striving for Mm -hmm. that we can we can try to make them real right yeah and and we can in in the trying you do make them real right so and by the way i i do want to throw in a caveat here we are not philosophers uh (laughs) and also belief can also produce a lot of harm and danger that's that's very true right very you know true. we can we can have all kinds of ideologies that that lead to destruction but i think when it comes to to the game right i think a lot of people are, are very sad right now and they're thinking a lot about what is the future of my hobby look like yeah and, and you know what i would say to to them and what i would have said to watsi is that you know the thing that you and i participate in is so much bigger than all of this and mm. There's so much more to explore. And perhaps if D&D does die, right, if it if it is destroyed in this process, then perhaps mm. in its wake, we will discover new. We yeah. will, you know, more people will figure out about fate and they'll think about other games and they might not just commit to one game all the time. Yeah. And they might come to realize that the various systems exist to perform very specific things and once they've done enough systems they could even during that session zero write their own contracts they can write their own rules and they can say totally how do you want to handle this mechanic because here are the main activities that you and i are going to perform right and so we're going to borrow from this and this and this do you agree yes or no and then Mm. when they agree on that that common set of laws then we create that backbone that legitimacy to go along with our illusion right so it isn't just candy land right yeah so you need you need both things and and one thing that again i I think i mentioned this last time aj is working on a compilation of of different rule sets his open source project his open source project and i want to get him on here to talk about that but i'm very excited about that because i want to sit there and make that part of my session zero like what game are you playing? That's a really good question. <laughs> you know, mm. like, like I'm not sure. Right. And can we even call it um, one thing? Right. Yeah. It's like, like what you, you more think the, the question winds up becoming, you know, let's, let's pull the camera back a bit and go, mm-hmm. what kind of experience do we feel like having? Mm-hmm. And from that question, you start to, pick and choose what do we need what don't we need do you do you need deep combat or do you need something just light and flexible do you need Mm -hmm. you know structure that'll give you moody atmosphere do you want something Mm -hmm. that's really pulpy or like you know just action all the way through or you know what do we want to do and just how do we facilitate that instead Mm -hmm. of trying to split into you know 
people are tribal. Oh, yeah. We love being in camps. Yeah, D&D we do. is better than Pathfinder. Pathfinder is better than D&D. 5E is better than 4E is better than 3.5. The, the, the truth is D&D is Pathfinder and Pathfinder is D&D. <laughs> like but, <this. laughs> you know, but yeah. ultimately everybody likes to feel like what they're doing is the right or the best thing. And yeah. the fact of the matter is they're all just options. And, and so long as the option you choose gets you the result that you are hoping yeah. for, you chose correctly. Right. Well, and here's the other point I'm trying to make is that if Tom is a good DM, then whether or not he's running deer D and D or Pathfinder, it, it's not going to make any difference. You're going to get the Tom experience. Yeah. Right. If Tom's a bad DM, the thing still applies. Right. And mm. if you don't, if you don't get it, it's not going to matter. Right. If, if you and your players don't mesh, it's not going to matter. You might come away from experience and go, Oh no, I'm a terrible DM. Might not be true. It might be more that you, you need a different group. Right. Mm. Like I say, I lose players. It happens. And it's like, yeah, we didn't mesh, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, but either way, no matter what you do, you're going to get the Adam power experience, whatever That's, that is for good is or true. evil. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter I, that that actually makes me feel a bit better about about myself and how how I run, you know, when I when I do like. Right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my hang ups and the things that kind of hold me back are the logistics of everything. Mm-hmm. If I if all I had to worry about was just sitting down and reacting to what people do. If someone else like handled all the bits and bobs of everything and I just got to, you know, if I was just to run the narrative and yeah, like, you know, not to like put you in charge to, of the sandbox, right? Like you just have the box and you, yeah. you and you just kind of control things. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that could work, right? Yeah. Um, and honestly, you know, I, I run D&D in two different ways, right? I essentially either have a hard narrative that we're following or, or I'm sandboxing it and, and there is no plot, right? Mm. Um, there's just sort of a setup. Yeah. So right now in the two Patreon games I have, it's wrath of the scorned very much the, the, the former, right? It's very much here is the story that I want to play out. Right. And here, mm. it, and I already pretty much know how it goes. Right. And I just don't know the details on how the players are going to solve these problems. Right. And, and there's good and bad about that. And then the other one that I'm starting, uh, gnarled frontier is going to be, uh, the latter where we're talking about, here's a bunch of setup. Here's a bunch of stuff. I have no idea what the plot is. Mm. I don't, I have no idea who my big bad is. I, I, and you, but you're going to tell me. <laughs> yeah. I'm only I, the only thing I'm here to do is play cause and effect, right? Mm. And and both both methods are going to work, but either way, there's going to be little things about what I do that are going to be congruent in between those two experiences. I'm still going to handle rule discrepancies in probably the same way. Uh, I'm going to treat mm. my players in the same way. I'm going to try to deliver yeah. meaningful dialogue in the same way. I'm going to act the various characters to the best of my ability. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be playing some music during fight scenes. You know, it, it's, 
that none of that's going to change. And if we play fate, it's going to be the same. You know, mm. I just happen to like grid combat when it comes to a VTT. Yeah. And so I didn't really want to play a game that didn't really focus on that. Right. Sure. But man, I sit around with a table, a bunch of people. I just want to play fake now. Really? Pretty much. Like, uh, you know, uh, like I'm sure I'll play D and D in person again, but like, I don't really want to like teach new players D and D anymore. Um, wow. Like never thought I'd hear that come out of I your know, mouth. I know that's insane. Right. It was a banner day. It's a big one. Right. Like, I feel like D and D is one of those games um, and Pathfinder the same way. Anything with like a kind of a crunchy rule system that's based on a grid. I don't want to have to tell you everything from the ground up. I want that to be your responsibility to read on your own. Sure. I want you to come to me with questions to fill in the gaps. Right. Yeah. I'm happy to do those things. But, you know, I if I have to sit there and explain what proficiency is for the millionth time, I'm going to go bananas. So. (laughs) But if I sit there and go, come up with a high concept and they're like, here it is. I'm like, basically we can start playing. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like that. We'll that fill in is, the rest as we go. You know, <laughs> that is what, um, what initially intrigued me so much about fate was that it, there's something about it that feels like it just boils down the role playing experience Mm-hmm. into you know what and and i know a lot of people would would and could argue this until the cows come home but mm-hmm. to me like what what really matters what are we here to do we're mm-hmm. here to role play uh, yeah and and attach some gaminess mm-hmm. to it at times if basically to resolve conflicts you know it's playing cops and robbers when mm-hmm. you're a kid and making your little finger guns at each other and going pew pew i shot you and having your buddy go no yeah. you have the I, dice there to to tell to you say yes if it or happened no or not unless Other one of that, you is a chronergy wizard and then we still have to go back and forth all but <laughs> <laughs> um just fine so so yeah i mean you 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 get to you get to boil it down and just go what we're actually here to do is mm. just create some kind of neat story together yeah. and see what happens. And, and and there's no reason why you can't butcher both systems to do whatever you want. Absolutely. Right? Like, yep. There's no reason why we can't use aspects in a D20 together. Nothing is yep. stopping you, right? There's, there's the no heresy of it. The heresy, right? You can have your skills that you make in fate and you can roll a D20 to resolve them instead of your fudge dice, right? And all you have to do is change the target number. You can just use DCs instead of the latter, right? Yep. And that's and that's fine, right? And, and what we did with inspiration points, it, we basically turned them into fate points. Yep. Right? We just said, okay, getting a die rerolls boring. So just let's think let's, up something rad. So now we, what we basically did was make up a stunt in the moment yeah, and, and spend a fate point to pull it off. Right. Or two or whatever, man, and we are geniuses. Yeah. On accident. <laughs> only. <laughs> That's the best. Definitely way. not when we're trying to be. Um, nope. <laughs> 
He so, said too quickly. Because <laughs> really, we're we're ju- we're both just broken clocks, and we're only right twice a day. But That's man, right. those two times a day. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. We're gonna milk that for what it's worth. You bet. Anyway, I, th- I think that's really kind of the whole point is, you know, master the art of of caring about your players and your table and the experience. Respect the social contract between each other. Yeah. Communicate openly to agree on the rule of law, on the various principles and rules by which you all shall obey. And yeah. if you willing to enter into the pretended reality then you will have the pleasure of playing a game and that's it that's geez that was very very well put and it's and it's true like you just it's it's all about that Mm buy-in everybody gets on board and go why are we here we're here to have some fun and Mm -hmm. these are the ways that we're going to have our fun everybody down with that yeah yeah boom you're good the only other ingredients now that you probably need are uh pizza and mountain dew right? mm. you know, oh or man whatever whatever your food and drink of choices are make oh, sure that I that is pizza. thought of and prepared okay because if not you will have a bad time no matter what else i say <laughs> yes yes you know if you've got if you got pizza and good stuff to drink, whatever those may be, mm-hmm. you those can take you a long way, baby. <laughs> really can. Those can take you a long way. I got, I got home today in like Little Caesars is not my favorite pizza, right? But like I, I got home. Is it anybody's favorite pizza? Their crazy bread is bomb, though. It's barely pizza, right? It, but it yes. is cheap. Right? <laughs> and so Little Caesars. It's barely pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> See, we have to say it more than once to really get it in your head, because otherwise you won't believe us. And that reminds me of the almost pizza skit from SNL a little bit. I love that one. No, what is this? He dropped it on the ground and it shattered after it had been cooked. Then what it is crawled this? away. <laughs> it crawled away. <laughs> I need to go back uh, and watch that again. Every now and then, man. Anyway, um, yeah, I... You know, I got home and the the wife had gotten uh, little Caesars for the little ones, and uh, there was sitting right there was a pineapple and bacon pizza. And mm. I, I gotta tell you guys, man, in my here in my middle years, in my middle age, I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna make it official, and I'm gonna alienate most of our audience right I'm now. I'm afraid pineapple is now my favorite pizza topping. Not only does it belong on pizza, and now I stop <laughs> recording. <laughs> inspiration point is i'm not even lying never talking to adam again yeah i mean fair enough but i'm getting (laughs) (laughs) even he understands he knows what he said i know what i said i know i said something very divisive you know i can hear gordon ramsay right now going no no you donkey (laughs) no you donkey (laughs) you know you know what what are you doing i will say Um, Pineapple in and of itself, I do really enjoy. Like good pineapple is really good. 
it. You ever had like that roast pineapple when you go to like a Brazilian barbecue? I've actually never been to a Brazilian barbecue. I Dude, want to. The next time you come down, I got a place. All right. And we are going to go there and we're going to have a good time. And it's gonna, happening. You're going to go nuts. Uh, it's so it's so wonderful. Brazilian barbecue. That's a must. That is a bucket list item for everyone on Earth. Yeah. Even vegans. You still got to go there. They have a you owe it to yourself. <laughs> OK, you can, who like who goes? I Oh, my God. They do have a big salad bar, though. Like, a lot of people really like that part. But do um, they only get the salad bar? I, I, am, I only get, like, <laughs> or, like, the leaves. I have to imagine there's, like, one, right? I got to imagine somebody's doing that. Oh, you know? man. I got to imagine it's, like, like this, like, somebody's partner, and the partner is a big meat eater, but they're not, right? Oh, uh, I, yeah, I just. That, that's got to be a thing. I just imagine there being like same idea as a bouncer, but they're inside the building and they're always watching. They're watching to make sure that every single freaking person <laughs> in there is eating some kind of meat. That's and the if, second reason why they all have swords. Yeah. They just walk up. If all you've eaten is lettuce, they pick you up. They grab you by the back of your collar and your waistband and just mm-hmm. throw you out the front door like jazz on Fresh Prince. They just ah, <laughs> just out the door. You come back when you get your mind right. You get your mind right. <laughs> so hopefully everybody's got their mind right a little bit when it comes to the, the turmoil facing us. And if that didn't help or if it did, please let us know. We would love to get some feedback from you guys. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, whether or not you're part of our community uh, already or if you would be new to us, feedback is always appreciated. Money's also appreciated, but feedback's even more appreciated, dare I say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have got to have our batteries charged as well. Let Andrew know. You know, How wonderful and chocolatey his voice is. Oh, you know, yeah. let him know he needs that. Okay. Join one of my games. Give us money. Find mm. out what good D&D is. Yeah. Okay. And, and or all other the ways games. that Adam can mess with it. I'm yeah. You're not going to get will. the pure D&D experience. That's not what I do. It is. <laughs> it is adulterated is what it is yeah i might tell you i'm running horde of the dragon queen he's not but the only thing i'm promising you is that there is a horde there is a dragon and that there's a queen that's (laughs) oh like the dragon isn't even necessarily the queen yeah it's like the horde of the (laughs) dragon comma queen right that sentence doesn't work no it's it's a dragon you know drag show artist right uh maybe dragon i don't know does that oh, work the, the the dragon queen i don't know i'm workshopping it either way rupaul could go the final a lot boss. of directions That's what I'm saying. okay you could do a lot worse <laughs> you could do a lot worse that would be a dramatic encounter for yeah. sure yeah that's the uh, truth and by the way, I don't say any of that disparagingly. I just think that would be interesting. Oh, no. He's a <laughs> RuPaul is a lot of fun. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Um, and, but, you know, and, and everybody loves Shrek Dragon. Oh, you a lady dragon. You a lady dragon, man. 
that, no, that I, dragon. I, is I great. mean, of course you are. You just reeking of feminine beauty. I love that line. Reeking of feminine beauty. Uh and you know, for for everyone, um, for everyone listening, you know, I the the podcast and editing the podcast is my main side of things. Yeah. So if you guys are enjoying the show, if um, if you're having a good time, let us know. Um, write reviews for the show. And, you know, I we have an email. I never give it out. I, I'm like, who who bothers to email nowadays? But you know what? If you guys want to send us an email and talk to us and you're not able to, you know, uh, go through the Patreon or whatever, inspiration.point.cast at gmail.com. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Even if it's like, you know, if there are certain things about this show that you love, certain things about the show you wish we might change, things that you wish we'd touch on uh, that we might not have yet, anything like that. If you'd like us to take a look at new systems, even though we just told you they don't matter. It's like, <laughs> whose line is it anyway? Everything's made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> the points and don't matter. The the What matters is the friends we made along the way. Exactly. And, uh, now you're getting it, Andrew. Yeah. You get, you get one bespoogle point. Yeah, I love bespoogle <laughs> points. Those are my favorite points. And uh, you open a chest and there's 9,000 schmeckles. Oh, schmeckles. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and, I got no use for schmeckles. And now with enough, <laughs> what with am I going to do with all with, with only a hundred schmeckles, you can buy a plumbus. <laughs> oh, really? A plumbus, you say? <laughs> a, a plumbus. Go on. <laughs> okay, so that one I did steal from Rick and Morty, but still, um, <laughs> what the point is? We're all just getting excited about nonsense words and uh, fake points, and yet. And yet, do we not derive some meaningfulness from those experiences? I dare say we can derive the most meaningful of experiences. Mm. Mm. Stories and, matter, and kids. Stories rules don't. do matter. <laughs> nope. But they no, can help. Much. They can definitely help. All right. And take us home, you know, Andrew. Also, We've hit our hour. Ah, we hit our hour. All right. Well, I guess that's all for us. Thank you all for listening. And uh, once again, if you'd like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash inspiration point and support us at any of the tiers. Um, just know that uh, Adam's games have filled up pretty quick. So uh, if you are trying to join um, there, uh, there's basically a wait at this point. Yes. So uh, be just be aware of that. But any of the tiers will get you access to our private discord. Right. And if you join and you're thinking about maybe bumping up later or something like that, yeah, we are always open to discussing. Um, we're very, honestly, that's where most of our, our high tiers come from, uh, from yep. one and $5 people then hearing that the game's open and then wanting to, to bump it up. So that's, you know, and that's a great way to do it. That's yeah. a great way to do it. Um, and we, you know, we do our best to try to be flexible and work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and apart from that, you know, we just we love hanging out and getting to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just 
so everybody knows, I meant to mention this at the beginning of the show, but we just kind of dived in and that's okay. Um, because Adam is now running two separate games, we had to do some shuffling of, around of our schedules. So my production schedule is changing a bit. We're going to be recording on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights of a single week. And I'm going to try to be doing uh, releasing the Tuesday episode the week that we record. And then that Thursday episode the following week. Mm-hmm. And I'm still kind of working out when my editing times are going to be. So it's not going to be quite as well. It may not be quite as regular as like every, every Friday, the days might mix up a little bit for at least for a little while till I, you know, find the, the, the The groove. Yeah. Yeah. So just, just, you know, be aware, um, keep an eye on, on the podcast and you might see episodes popping up on weird days and, you know, that's just how it's going to be for a little while. So have fun with it. And we hope to see you. And until next time, stay inspired. Bye. Bye bye, everybody. <laughs>